0: Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Menconi. Newspapers are, of course, for telling us about what's new, you know, what's happening in the here and the now. But everything has a history to it, and a new Taipei Times column is taken on the task of helping us better understand Taiwan by helping us get to know its history. Taiwan in Time is that column, and it's released every Sunday bringing to light important historical events that took place the following week. The author is Taipei Times feature writer Han Chung, and I spoke with him recently about where the idea for this column came from. Han Chung, thanks so much for joining us today. No problem. So let's just start, I mean, there's a bit of a story even about Uh, Well, there's some history to your history column, even, we could say. Uh, So tell us about uh, how this all got started. Uh, You were working at a uh, paper in Wyoming, which is kind of the root, the seed of this whole thing?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was in this uh, tiny Wyoming town called Rollins, um, 9,000 people, and I was working for the newspaper there and... Um, So they decided to start a new column, and they wanted to do a historical column, and I was a new guy there, so they asked me to do it, and I mean, I'd I'd always been interested in history, but uh, I've never really written about it, so I didn't know what to do, so I just went to our county museum, and yeah, everyone was like really nice there, and they helped me research and come up with topics, and then... Um, just kind of got into the groove of it and it was supposed to be a one year column and, and I was there for three years and was still running when mm. I left and I hope it's still running now. But
0: Small town, somebody takes a notice of their history. I'm sure they, they appreciated that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause, um, there's no, um, like there's been, there hasn't really been a book history book on Rollins. Like, mm. uh, this, um, there's more just like notes. Like this guy wrote these like, uh. Uh, Like, a history book of people who lived here from, like, 1865 to 19-something. But Mm -hmm. it was all mm, kind of just lists of people. It wasn't, like, really, like, a narrative where I tried to make it, like, interesting with photos. And, Mm. yeah, this town was really interesting because it was right in the Wild West. Like, a lot of, like, outlaws, like, Butch Cassidy, like, hung out in the area. And, like, there was, like, there were lynchings. And uh, there was this guy who was... Skin was made into shoes, and there was a lot of weird stuff I was like this
0: using using the term interesting rather broadly, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, so like there there needs to be a, something on this town, so that turned into a book and
0: and so you took that mentality of you know there's needs to be more written about this town, mm-hmm. and uh you you carried it over to Taiwan, and now you're applying it uh to Taiwanese history uh at the Taipei Times,
1: yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Because when I came back, I found that even though Taiwan's not like isolated place like Rollins, there's still, um, I think it was more my knowledge, like having kind of grown up here and realizing that me and a lot of people I talked to like knew nothing about Taiwanese history.
0: Right, you grew up kind of half in Taiwan and half in the US. Yeah. And uh, so this is a this is an English language column. Uh, mm-hmm. so is that kind of the, the, the market that you're trying to fill or, I mean, it sounds like you're almost saying that, uh, that's a, a scarcity for everybody, regardless of language.
1: Um, yeah, it kind of is like, there's more, there's been more Chinese sources, but, uh, it's still, I think it's still like a general awareness kind of thing because people, a lot of people didn't, most people didn't learn it in school. So you wouldn't really take an interest in it unless you were really like, uh, passionate about history or politics, like it, it gets politicized a lot too. Mm. And uh, but yeah, I think, but our paper, I think we're still, it's more for uh, yeah, the English because there's f- so few English sources. Mm-hmm. Like Taiwan, if you really wanted to learn about Taiwanese history, there's plenty of uh, Chinese books that. You could go pick up, mm-hmm. but uh, I felt like yeah, for the English ones, there there weren't, and not in a way where it's kind of just like a seven hundred word article, easy to read, right. uh, narrative style, like using primary sources, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff with photos. So right, yeah,
0: right, and definitely, and uh, you know, for those of us in Taiwan that maybe weren't born here and are trying to understand this place as well as we can. Uh it is uh, a very helpful resource to have that come out every Sunday. Uh so maybe maybe this could be the part where you uh you help us all out a little bit and and you reveal your secrets. Uh tell us a little bit about how this thing gets made. I mean, are you relying a lot on uh Chinese sources? Uh yeah,
1: actually almost all Chinese sources. Um yeah, I like to use primary sources, so I'm actually quoting from, like, the direct materials. I, l- I do a lot of, like, uh, oral history or, like, old newspapers or old magazines, articles, like, direct sources. So, so you're uh, in the library looking mm-hmm. at microfilm or...? Um, they have a, it digitized. Oh, it's like, digitized, the now. National okay. Central Library, mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, you could just go on there, sign up on a machine and... Search it. Pretty much, has, pretty much has like every newspaper that's being published in Taiwan,
0: right? And so every week, uh, the the whole point is you're you're you know this is published on Sunday, and then you're looking at the time period of the week after that Sunday. So from that uh, upcoming Monday to the next Sunday, yeah, and you're looking at some period in time that corresponds uh, to that week. Uh and and so how do you find a, a, any given topic for that week?
1: Um, there's a couple of sources. Um, there's this website that it's a Chinese cultural university site and it just has like, um, today in history that you can just type in the date and search and it has international like, uh, domestic news. So that's a big source. So I just look on that and then I just go on Wikipedia and I can search the date and they have an entry on the date and all the people born that day. And I just do a search for Taiwan and it, Turns out, um, it has like important events and who's born and who died, and then I just kind of pick something that's like um, that would make a good narrative.
0: Mm. Yeah. So narrative uh, is uh, the key here. It sounds like let's just run through a couple of the topics that uh, mm-hmm. caught my eye. Sure. I mean, you, uh, you write a lot about uh, protests during uh, the. Uh, Cold War period during the martial law period. Uh, you you wrote uh, a little bit about the clashes between Taiwan and China uh, on some of the outlying islands. Uh, you also you you even wrote about Taiwan's first uh, department store. Uh, so you're kind of all over the place. What is it that catches your eye as you know this is something that I should bring to my readers. This is something that they should know about.
1: Let's see. I just kind of look at. Uh a lot of it what's what's make a, what makes a good narrative, so because mm. it's still um, like a column. We want to make it fun. We want to make it interesting to read. We just don't want to make it just like a textbook mm-hmm. history textbook kind of thing. So, um, so I, I first look and see if it lends to a good story. So the department store, like first I was like, oh, what am I going to write about a department store? Like, and then I kind of looked into it. And I was like, oh, there's an elevator.
0: Uh, This is Taiwan's first department store. Yeah, Taiwan's first department store. In the 1930s during the uh, Japanese colonial Mm -hmm. period.
1: Yeah, so uh, I found that, you know, there's an elevator, and then I found that that actually gave rise to, like, a saying that was, like, wearing a farmer's hat riding an elevator, which was... That's
0: where that comes from. You're kidding me. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, so... That was uh, so. I was like, okay, like that's a good story. So, then, so then I just went with it. So I don't really look at the topic. I kind of just look at what comes up and what, what uh, just what makes a good story, what what catches people's attention.
0: But, I mean, it seems like you're kind of doing this uh, for for a purpose uh, to some extent. I mean, back in Wyoming, I'm sure some of the purpose was just to. Uh, bring to light stories that uh, a lot of the people in the community didn't know, or uh, perhaps even give give them a sense of town pride, like, you know, we, we, mm. we have so much going on here. Is there something similar going on here in Taiwan, or, or, or is it different in this case? Here,
1: um, I don't know, part of it is personal, because, like, my, me, like, I don't know anything about this, and I lived mm-hmm. here for eight or nine years growing up, so then I kind of thought if I don't know about any of this, then, you know, there's a lot more that should be known. And there's a lot of like Tony's history and how it is today is, um, kind of a result of all of those things that happened and people just aren't aware of it. Mm. Be- partly because of the way education was when I was growing up. Like mm-hmm. we re- didn't really learn that much Tony's history. I mm-hmm. mean, the, Kids now do, but uh, yeah, they didn't used to before. So it was kind of like an uncovering, kind of like a, uncovering hidden, like a hidden past. Or it was almost like that because I was just surprised about how much people didn't know, like through people talking to people. Mm.
0: Has your perspective on Taiwan changed at all as you get more in touch with these uh, cultural roots? I mean, it, it, do, do you still feel like there's some relevance there for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I just feel like I understand it a lot more and mm-hmm. like everywhere I go you can see like bits of history. There's still a lot of history in Taiwan and it just helps me connect to it more. Like I can look at this and I was like, "Hey, I know where that's from or why that's here or um and a lot of um a lot of, there's so much that's tied to this history, like the way society is or uh the way politics are run or the way culture or the way people do things it's uh, like i just it just gives me a deeper understanding of where where everything's coming from
0: mm. what would you point to as uh, a bit of history that surprised you the most i mean is there anything that you you really didn't expect to turn up
1: i think a lot of it was the the protests and the anti kind of anti authoritarian authoritarian stuff mm-hmm. going on during the martial law period mm-hmm. like i didn't know that people were doing so much to fight for their freedom or what they thought was the right thing to do or, like, their, their rights or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of just thought everything was kind of suppressed and, you know, and then they lifted martial law and then people started to be able to come out and talk about these things. But actually, it's been it's been going on ever. Even in the 50s and 60s, there were people who were... Um, fighting to change things or just for more uh, political freedom or freedom of speech or human rights, like, at great cost. Like, right now you go protest and nothing's really going to happen to you. You might get taken away by police. But then, like, you're risking your whole life and your family and your business reputation, like, everything. So, Mm. yeah, so that kind of was impressive to me.
0: Right. Gives a sense of some of the depth uh, there for sure. Uh, do Do you think that there's any way in which uh, getting more in touch with this history uh, would help people today in terms of uh, understanding the current political cl- climate or understanding uh, what's going on in society? I mean, is,
1: is this a source of wisdom, do you think? Uh, yeah, I think it is, because so much in Taiwan is politicized, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's way more than... Way more than in the States, I feel like there's, uh, like politics just ma- manages to like kind of make its way into everything, like even like pop culture and like uh, stuff like that. And um, so I think it's why everything is the way it is now. Like that has a lot to do with, and it's really complicated. It's It's like this whole thing where you kind of, and there's no way not to mention it if you're writing about Taiwan, if you're reading about Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And you kind of... Like every guidebook tries to explain that like really mm-hmm. complicated political history. So right. I think you really need to know that to kind of understand Taiwan.
0: So here's a question that I kind of uh, ask any interviewee that's dealing with uh, historical issues in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so easy for uh even even the most you know best intentioned historical inquiry to be kind of co-opted by the politics of today because those politics are so strong uh and they really color our perspective uh on on history uh you know whether we're serving the uh the the narrative of this party or that party or with you know whatever uh, they might want us to believe i mean how do you get past that how do you get uh, a cleaner sense of history uh you know directly to the sources
1: mm. I don't know if that's possible, actually. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, because everything's written by someone who has Mm an agenda. So, I mean, you can by going to primary, kind of going to, like, the primary sources. The original documents. Yeah, the original documents. So, like, the oral history kind of stuff Uh or uh, letters written by by that person Mm -hmm. or, uh, like, for one of the Usha incident, I went into, because that, there's just a lot of different uh, accounts of the story. Like there's that. Someone said they were there was poison gas. Someone said there was chemical warfare. So I actually found the military documents um, that the Japanese kept during their suppression of that incident. And it actually had – so I actually looked through that whole thing and I found there was one item where it was like, oh, they ordered some mustard gas from uh, Japan. Mm. So there's – I'm like, okay, so there's evidence that that did happen. So so then the whole column turned into kind of looking into whether they actually use biological warfare or not. So it kind of changes the direction of it too. It's really a
0: factual inquiry more than anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Like a lot of it is kind of – like I I try to dig into – like even when I see, oh, this historian said that, like I would try to find the primary source – Hmm. of where he got that info he or she got that information from so i'm just not looking at someone talking because if i everybody has their like agenda mm-hmm. no matter what and uh especially when you look at books published under martial law like mm-hmm. it, it's gonna have that slant yeah, so um so way, yeah the way to get out like you you start from these sources and then you try to find where they got their sources from. And the library is a great place for that. So I I always try to look that up to to make sure. So if it's, like, in fact, if it's... Then that gets past, like, all the political uh, ideology and whatever, like, slant that people try to... Mm. Put on top of it, yeah. Yeah.
0: Would you say that at this point, I mean, after... Uh, learning as much as uh, as you have about taiwan 's history, would you say that you still have any like underlying questions about uh taiwan 's history that you yourself are still trying to figure out
1: yeah like I feel like I have a pretty good idea of the recent history mm-hmm. of with all the things i 've written and like the Japanese era kind of like we kind of know what 's going on there, but I think. Like, how life was here when it was, like, nominally part of the Qing dynasty, Mm -hmm. where, um, yeah, because I was at the Palace Museum, the South one, and they were talking about this large-scale rebellion that happened, like, in the South, Uh, was in the, I think that was in the 1700s or 1800s, so I thought that would, like, I kind of want to move into that section of history and find Mm. how how life was in Taiwan there before Mm -hmm. because the the Qing dynasty it it ruled like Taiwan was part of its territory but it didn't really have send anybody to actually administer it administered until after the Sino-French war so Mm -hmm. I wanted to so I'm really interested in how life was before that and how these people were just kind of coming over from the mainland and like um, interacting with like aboriginals and yeah yeah that kind of stuff and then so yeah must
0: be a, a very interesting time in when history i mean it was i think it was known as one of the
1: uh wildest parts of asia right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so yeah so uh, i really like to look more into the, like that
0: All right. So a a lot to look forward to there. Uh, We have been speaking today to Han Chung. He is a features reporter for the Taipei Times, and his column is Taiwan in Time, out every Sunday morning. Uh, Han, thanks so much for speaking with me today.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me here.
0: This has been another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. Taiwan Talk is, of course, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan, broadcasts every Monday at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. at the top of the hour newscasts. You can also find extended versions of those broadcast interviews, such as the one you just heard online at the ICRT website, on iTunes, and also the ICRT blog. I also want to remind our listeners about uh, the other show that I produce, Taiwan This Week. Taiwan This Week is ICRT's weekly news roundup, bringing you the top news stories from Taiwan each and every Friday that broadcasts Friday evenings at 8.30 p.m., Once again, there is an extended online version that you can find in all the same places as Taiwan Talk, the ICRT website, iTunes, and also the ICRT blog. So if you want to get up to speed on Taiwan news, but, uh, you know, it's hard to kind of work up that daily newspaper habit, or if, you know, you just want the uh, expert insights from some of our commentators, we do get some of the best in the business in terms of covering Taiwan, then I certainly want to check out that show. All right, that's enough advertisement for me. Uh, Thanks once again to Hung Chung of the Taipei Times. You can find his column one last time, Taiwan in Time, every Sunday morning, uh, either in News Racks or at the Taipei Times website. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening. For Taiwan This Week, I'm Keith Mancone. See you next time.